Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. I'm Brandon, and I'm sitting here with Joe. Hey, guys. I just want to say thanks for waiting podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Give in case us, you, in, you don't catch it at the end here. <laughs> right up front. Yeah, we just, we like to, you know, sprinkle it in. Maybe we'll sprinkle it in the beginning, in the uh, beginning, middle, end type of deal. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, a little intermission. Yeah, shoot us an email. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Uh, this week, we're not doing anything bunny related, so don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, you could resubscribe <laughs> that one guy. <laughs> yeah. Please come back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're doing, uh, we're going to camp. We're going yeah. to camp. Camp Fistergood? Yeah, they don't have a name for this camp in the movie, do they? No, it's not really a camp. Cabin. It's a camp, though. I mean, cabin's a camp. Are they camping in the cabin? Yeah, they're camping. I guess so. I don't. I don't know if it counts as a camp. Um, well, it's like a whole area. They got like a whole area going on. It's like a camp. Like I'm going to camp. But they got neighbors. Do camps have neighbors? I feel like they loosely have neighbors. It's like they have neighbors when that's convenient to the plot. Yeah, they have neighbors within like either a five to twenty-five minute walking distance. Right. Not sure. Uh, but yeah, we're doing Cabin Fever, uh, another early two thousands movie. Uh, 2002, directed by Eli Roth. Yeah, 2002, September 14th, but it was released September 12th, 2003 in the United States. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, those technicalities, you know? You just have to get them in there, in case you were confused. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember this from my childhood, and it definitely scarred me. It definitely a couple... We'll get to the scenes that it definitely scarred me on. Joe, first time viewing. Yeah, first time watching it. Honestly, I wasn't expecting it to be this. I mean, I know he said camp like three hundred times already, but this can't be camp and <laughs> and funny. Actually, like I honestly, I I really like this movie. This movie's awesome. This movie kicked ass. Should I say? Really, you believe that? Yeah. No, I like this movie a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. You like this movie a lot? Yeah, I like this movie a lot. It was a good-ass movie, man. I really enjoyed watching it, and not just because of Ryder Strong. Well, I mean, then you start, you're starting off good. But honestly, I was expecting something more gruesome. I was expecting something more serious, sort of like the Evil Dead remake. And what I got was like a fun, campy, high-energy movie. And I was, I mean, I was pumped for it, man. I was there. Yeah. I even like the character. Well, well, okay, let's not get crazy. The characters are ass. Like, I like Bert. No, you didn't. No, I didn't, but like... I, <laughs> no, you didn't. But I mean, they were like ass for a reason, though. It's like they even, all had like their one like soon, instance of being an ass. As soon as Paul sat down on that uh, bench at the store and was like, how's it going, sport? I was, like, oh, no. I was like, I hate this guy. Come on, man. I mean, who would do that? Exactly. But that didn't make me hate him. I just didn't really like any of the characters, honestly. I don't think any of the characters really gave you a reason to like them. Exactly. But I can't say that really hindered my experience because I can't say that the I can't say that there are any there's no heroes in this movie. I mean, Paul tries to be the nice guy, but uh, I wouldn't call him a hero. He fucking well, I mean, we'll get to it, but Paul's character flip is kind of crazy. It's pretty sudden. Um, I guess there's a, yeah, I think you were saying there's a director's cut. We should watch that. There's a director's cut, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it streaming anyway. Yeah. So, 
But I, yeah, I know there's some missing scenes that kind of slow the place, the slow the pace of the movie towards the middle and end. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if this movie needed it anymore. Honestly, I, th- I think it was, I think it was probably the right amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the right amount. I mean, there were some like moments that were that seemed kind of rushed, like Paul getting risky with Marcy. Yeah, that was kind of rushed. And like, I, I mean, the line delivery to get it there was is perfect, you know. Yeah, and if, when a plane's going down, all you want to do is just grab the person next to you and fuck the shit out of them. Yeah, apparently. So that was apparently the audition tapes that they were looking for for Marcy, and the audition was like the same day or the day after nine eleven. Really? Yeah. Fun fact. Never forget. Never forget. Uh, this movie is actually based on a real virus now do you <laughs> have you practiced it enough to try to say it <laughs> necrotizing fasciitis nice which is, it, is that it yeah it that's a real virus in the world now i feel like there's an interview with eli roth where he makes it feel like it's way more common than it is but yeah, he does. He says that people get it all the time. Yeah, he's like, your mom's getting it, your dad. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, look up pictures of it. It's more horrifying than it is in the movie. Right. Which, I mean, I don't know if it, I, don't, I mean, it might be more horrifying than the movie, but I mean, I doubt it. Mm, yeah, I doubt it. It kind of reminded me too of, uh, you know, that drug in Florida that they take, that crocodile? Oh, uh, yeah. Which is crazy. Could you imagine like doing crack and it ruins your life? I mean, anything that makes your skin fall off, I feel like you should steer clear from that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what I would do if my skin was falling off. Yeah. And that would be, that would be a bad signal. Exactly. So, Joe, why don't you go ahead and cough up some facts for us? Okay, well, director Eli Roth got the idea for this movie when he was in Iceland on a horse farm. Uh, apparently, he got exposed to some, like, rotting hay or something, and he got a rash on his neck. And he's saying that he was shaving his neck one day and it was just coming off. I mean, the way he says it, it was coming off like a banana peel, but like in strips. And he went to the hospital. This is all from him on an interview. You yeah, can watch yeah. this on YouTube. And he said he, the doctors looked at him like he was going to die. Like they didn't know what the fuck was wrong with him. And they wanted a sample. So he just ripped off a piece of skin from his neck and gave it to him. Right. What do you think about that? I mean, he healed well. <laughs> yeah, he looks great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fucking crazy. He got some skin grafts or something. He did. He healed well. Yeah. In fact, he wrote the movie with his roommate at the time in the 90s, and he was shopping it around. Uh, no one bought it because Scream had come out, and everybody was trying to make it more like Scream. So he had to release it at a film festival, and the Toronto International Film Festival. It went last, and then it had like a bidding war after that. So the movie is the lowest budget of any Lionsgate film released in 2003 at 1.5 million. And it was the highest grossing film of 2003 at 22 million. I mean, that's pretty crazy. They bought it for something like seven figures. Undisclosed amount though. Of course. You got to keep it, got to keep it professional. Keep it under wraps. Yeah, I mean, I could see why this movie, like, when it came out, I feel like everybody was talking about this movie, you know? It kind of had, like, what we, we did a House of Wax a couple weeks ago, uh, check it out, thanks for waiting, 
Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of had the same thing. It kind of had that buzz, you know, with uh, with the younger generations. Like, oh my god, have you seen fucking Cabin Fever, man? Which I, I'm surprised you missed out on it, honestly. Yeah, I've always heard about it, but you know, I, I just thought it was too, or not too, but I just thought it was going to be dark. And whenever I wanted to watch a movie, I guess around that time, I wasn't in the mood for a dark horror movie. Oh no, there's definitely. There's definitely, I mean, it has its dark moments, but I mean, it also has the moments with a small child in a mullet doing taekwondo. <laughs> I mean, this movie is just like 50% fun. And, you know, Eli Roth said he likes to put fun things in his movies so you can wipe off the sweat when you're holding the pretty girl's hand. <laughs> did, did you hear that interview? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of weird, you know. And I mean, this was his first feature-length film, wasn't it? Yeah, his first one. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a fucking big icon in horror right now. Yeah, I mean, he kind of owes it to this movie. I guess we'll go into Eli Roth a little bit. If you did, you have some facts you wanted to save? Maybe. Oh, I got some facts to sprinkle throughout when we get there, around there in the story. Okay. Uh, Bright little sprinkle. But yeah, we could get into Eli Roth, get into the movie. All right, so I think Eli Roth as a director is not, he's not a bad director. I think I think he has some pretty good movies. I'm not going to lie. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody probably knows him for Hostile. Yeah. Because that made everybody afraid to go to Europe or anywhere, anywhere really. I don't, I don't think a Hostile even takes place in Europe, does it? Or is it South I America? Don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, he directed the Green Inferno, who made everyone afraid to go to Europe. <laughs> Wasn't that that was in Brazil? Yeah, no, that was in Brazil. Yeah, but still, I mean, South America, scary. Yeah. Uh, he directed a little movie called Knock Knock that Joe and I uh, might know a little something about. <laughs> that was one of our demo episodes when we were shopping this podcast around. Actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you want to hear us talk about Keanu Reeves. Uh, <laughs> shoot us a podcast <laughs> shoot us an email <laughs> thanks for waiting podcast at gmail.com and yeah. we will we'll do knock knock for you yeah absolutely great movie it, yeah it is it is pretty good Keanu ne- he never disappoints never uh, he did the Death Wish remake with Bruce Willis and I have to say it was pretty good yeah death wish was pretty good i remember dragging you to that movie and you're just like oh my god dude come on it's gonna suck yeah and it was pretty pretty decent pretty decent um he right now he's directing a movie called thanksgiving have you heard about this yeah it's coming out november this year yes it's coming out in 2023 and it is a horror movie based on thanksgiving (laughs) I mean, that's great. I mean, thank goodness someone made a Thanksgiving horror movie. Has we were pa- looking for one last year. We found The Stepfather, which is not, but... Right, we gotta do Thanksgiving this coming year. We're doing it. You're finally watching it. Alright. And uh, then we're gonna do Poltergeist. Yes. And thanks, uh, that Thanksgiving movie has Patrick Dempsey in it. Come on. Mick Dreamy. It's gonna be good. Which... Uh, little. I'm pretty sure his character in Scream Three, the detective. Yeah, can, Detective Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in Scream 2022 when Sydney mentions she has a husband. That's her husband. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Full circle. 
getting some scream facts in your cabin fever episode. <laughs> the way we do it around here. Yeah, just wait for the scream series. <laughs> yeah, it's a coming. But yeah, Eli Roth, uh, he's a, he's a pretty good uh, he's a pretty good director as you can see. Uh, he was he's always wanted to be a director since he watched Alien and threw up as a child. Oh, okay. That's yeah. interesting. I don't know if that would have made me throw up particularly, but I, I don't know. I feel like I was exposed uh, I was exposed to things as a child, so maybe I was a little more messed up as a kid than <laughs> other kids, you know? So I think Eli, didn't he grow up in like Massachusetts? Yes. He went to school in NYU. Yes. Um, dad was a doctor. Mom was an artist. He had no connections in the biz. He kind of like forged his own path. Started uh, interning with like David Lynch. Yeah, yeah. What a way to intern, you know? Yeah, you know, just a late little internship with David Lynch. Right. So he's just a, he's a good example of little elbow grease and getting in there as a indie film director. You know, maybe you'll be uh, maybe you'll be getting a shout out at the end of a Tarantino film because he likes cabin fever so much. Yeah, right. And then he'll cast you in Inglorious Bastards because guess what? Eli Roth acts as well. <laughs> he can do everything. This man is yeah. unstoppable. The M. Night Shyamalan's in this movie and I can't. I cannot <laughs> say that I like it. I hate it, in fact. Damn, okay. Yeah, he sucks. Interesting. Interesting. He's good in Inglorious Bastards, though. I'll say that. You think he sucks in this movie? <laughs> yeah, he sucks in this movie. Honestly, the first time I watched it, I didn't really think anything of it. And then the second time, I was like really watching his acting. And he definitely kind of sucks. I don't know if it was a movie or anything. Right. I mean, this is still early as well. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then also in this movie, uh, there's a bunch of actors, like all the all the people you see in the shop and everything like that. The old man, old man Caldwell, Fester. Yeah. They're just people from around. This film was shot in North Carolina. Yeah, so they, they didn't have enough money to film to fly out all the actors. So they could only fly out the main, you know, cast, the main five people. So they just had to get actors from North Carolina and local people to come in, act. A lot of them haven't even been in a movie before. One of them was like released from a mental hospital recently. Not recently now, but recently then. And they found him in like a Walmart or something. Really? Was the guy who's holding the box at the end? Oh yeah, they just like the way he looked and he was like an ex-sane uh, asylum patient. Yeah. Pretty crazy. This movie does have, as far as the woods and the cabin go, it does have an Evil Dead feel. It's got a good atmosphere. And that is Eli Roth, like, based this movie on, like, Texas Chainsaw, Evil Dead, things like that. Yeah, definitely got some Evil Dead influence, like, with the dog. I mean, not, there's no dog in Evil Dead, but with the dog's, like, red vision, like, chasing through the woods, I just felt like that yeah, was that. Evil Dead inspired. And then, the, you know, they're all in, a, in the woods and this force is coming after them to kill them with an evil death is a demonic force in this movie. It's an illness. And it, I think it works. I think the overall premise of this movie works. There's some weird stuff like at the end with the kids like, like, why the hell? I mean, we'll just skip to the end for five seconds here, okay? Or do you want to save? No, go ahead. Okay, I'm just saying, why do those kids at the end scooping water <laughs> with the, they don't have running water at the general store dude. I was thinking that too like what, is that like the secret ingredient yeah, like the, creek water for lemonade yeah. the fucking I'm, I got some fucking regrets if that's the case like right next to a dead body too 
Right. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll get into it, but... All right, uh, this film, uh, it's starring uh, Ryder motherfucking Strong. Oh, my God. Who is Sean from Boy Meets World, and we all know it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we know it. And, I mean, he's done, a, he's done like a few other things in his acting career, but, I mean, you know. Do you think, was this his first, like, I mean, I wouldn't know, so if I, I sound like a fool, correct me, but is this his first, like, movie movie? Um, I mean, do you count, do you count like TV movies as movies? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean like his feet, like a feature length? Sure. Cause he was in a bunch of TV movies. Um, he even did a voice in Batman Beyond. Well, we can count that. No, is this his first like movie, Hollywood movie? Yes. It shows. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was fine in it. Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. He's fine. I mean, if I feel like if you analyze Ryder Strong too much, you'll start to be like, all right, this guy's Sean from Boy Meets World. Right. I feel like he just wears that on his sleeve. You know, you're just waiting for Corey to come out and like shoot the shit with him. Right. Yeah. Him to like sneak out a window or something or do something bad. Exactly. He's the bad boy in Boy Meets World. So it's like, it's weird to see him in this just like getting pushed around. Being like the good boy. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been in like a few other things here. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, I won't lie to you. He's been in a lot of stuff, but I wouldn't say anything that particularly hit that hard. He was in Girl Meets World. He came back. Came back for he, it. You knew he would do it. You knew he'd do it. Uh, but yeah, that's Ryder Strong. I mean, what more can we say? That's it. Sean, baby. Uh, we got Bert, who's James DeBello, who I heard was a nightmare to work with. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what Eli Ross said. I wonder what he did. I think he was just like really high strung on set and, you know, just probably just, uh, probably just kind of like a high strung dick. Just like his character? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, there was an interview I saw with uh, Ryder Strong, Ryder Strong and Jordan Ladd, the girl who plays Karen, and they were both saying that they were like all the characters in this movie are kind of like their real life counterparts. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, so James DeBello, he was in Scary Movie Two. He was in American Pie. Uh, you know, so he was in. <laughs> I feel like that's all he really needs. <laughs> Um, he's okay in this movie. He's definitely annoying as hell, but that's what he's meant to do. I mean, honestly, out of all the characters, he might have been my favorite, even though he was the worst character, like ethically. And yeah, he's the worst person. Yeah, he's definitely the worst person, but he might have been my favorite character. Right. Uh, we got Karen, who's Jordan Ladd, uh, who is in Never Been Kissed. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We'll do that one pretty soon, too. That's a uh, Drew Barrymore joint. Uh, She's in Death Proof. Okay, with Eli Roth. Right. Right. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, But yeah, she's in a a couple more things. She's pretty good in this movie for what she has to do, but I don't think she really has much to do. She just has to be a tease. Yeah, she's kind of of a biatch. Whoa. I mean, to Roger Strong, she kind of is. Well, I mean, she knows she can jerk him around. Well, I guess she 
doesn't want to jerk him around. Well, Bert said it perfectly. You know, she's nice to you because you're nice to her, and you're nice to her because <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. She she just wants to be his friend, okay? Yeah, little kissing friend. Right. Uh, we got Marcy, who uh, you know, played by Serena Vincent. Um, she was in. She was. She was the yellow Power Ranger in Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Wow. So she was a Power Ranger. I know her from Not Another Teen Movie. She's yes. the foreign <laughs> exchange student that just walked around naked the whole time. Yep. Yeah. She's not afraid to be naked. No. Oh, we got Jeff, who might be the smartest character in this movie. <laughs> and he's played by Joey Kern. I mean, I'd say he's probably the smartest, right? Jeff, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, like he's a he had douche. the right idea. Yeah, he's a douche, but like... He figured it out pretty quick. And he's also, uh, he's the guy, I'm pretty sure he's the guy in the car in Super Troopers, when he's like, with like the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Not the guy who says it, but I think he's like one of the guys that eats a bunch of weed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, besides that, <laughs> besides that amazing cameo. I mean, he's still working to this day. He was just in a movie in 2021, so... Okay, yeah, keep an eye out for him. Yeah, and he was a rich white guy in Key and Peele. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he he plays it well. I think he's a lawyer in this one. He looks like a rich white guy. I think he's in college. Um, But yeah, I think... What, in this movie he's in college? Yeah, he's in college. Yeah, they're all in college. Yeah, so he's not a lawyer. Uh, duh. <laughs> but, but he's in college to be a lawyer. I don't know, I don't know how you got that. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. How did you get that? Uh, because uh, when Ryder Strong's character Paul gets bit and they're like walking into the store, he's like, you know, uh, if you don't have a certain sign out here, then maybe a certain someone could sue a certain someone. And I then, mean, then his, well, then his girlfriend was like, save it for law school. Okay. Yeah. Completely missed that. Like, I mean, that's just what a rich white kid would say anyway. Right. But he actually, according to her, was in law school. According to her. Yeah, but according to her, no one should go to college. But as soon as she just got out of college, you know. All right, let's get into this you know, <laughs> plot here. All right, so what do you what do you what do you think of the intro to this movie? I mean, it's just there's nothing really going on. Some flies. Oh, <laughs> the intro, intro, not like the opening scene. No, like the, the intro, intro is just boring. It's just names and yeah, some birds, some flies. Yeah, nothing really crazy. Uh, it just like opens up to that homeless guy who just goes back and his dog's obviously dead on the floor. Yeah, the dog's definitely dead. Man <laughs> like, got a new dog. Like how fast? He got a new dog so fast. That, did he get a new dog? No, he didn't. What do you mean? He didn't get a new dog. He doesn't have two dogs. What do you mean? What, was that other dog just a random dog? No, that was Dr. Mamba over there. Oh yeah, it was Dr. Mamba. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so this guy pretty much just sees his dog obviously dead as fuck. But he's like, hey, uh, what's, what's going on? I'm going to lift your fucking I mean, cool he's, effect. He's worried about it. He lifts his paw up and, like, the entire half of the dog comes up with the paw. It was pretty nasty. It was pretty nasty. And a little sad, you know? You never like to see a dog die in a movie, you know? No, Eli Ross not afraid to kill some dogs. But he, they, and then, like, the blood from that dog just, like, splatters all over his face. Like shoots out of the dog. It's pretty hardcore. That is pretty hardcore. But we cut over to our, you know, our main guys. Yeah. 
And they're just, uh, yeah, you know, they're telling kids not to go to college. Uh, uh, God, what's his... <laughs> uh, did you happen to catch? Uh, Bert has a Game Boy Advance in his lap. Yeah, I did. Kind of sweet. Uh, did you, I paused it to try to see what game it was, but couldn't do it. Yeah, no, I couldn't see it either. That gag was stupid, though. Like, Marcy's like, you got any more cigarettes, Bert? He's like, no. <laughs> and then he, like, slyly shows his Marlboro lights <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Paul. <laughs> they do they do like they do this horror setup in slasher movies where they go to a like a they go to like a country place to get fuel you know they do it in or just to get some groceries they do it in wrong turn they do it in you know texas chainsaw they do it in all these fucking slashers so they're like setting this up to be a slasher that's not a slasher yeah i mean it's classic i mean you get you gotta do it yeah, and uh, Paul sits on a bench with a kid, and uh, Dennis bites him. Yeah, Dennis. And Dennis bites. But everybody knows not to sit next to Dennis. You know, did you see that the, uh, when you go back, they actually put up a sign? Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> that was like a pretty cool touch. Uh, but he goes back to like wash his hand after that, and uh, they all just like go into the store and they check out some fox pee. Not bad. Yeah, just checking out the store. It actually seems like a pretty cool store. Like some antique vases, some fox pee. Yeah, we find out that the shop owner is racist and (laughs) (laughs) a pretty crazy... Out of all those things in the store, why would she point out the rifle? Yeah, no, I mean, the rifle doesn't seem like the most out-of-place thing in this country store. It really doesn't. There's There's so many things, and then... They're leaving, and Bert stole a Snickers bar, and this guy somehow knew. I mean, Bert looks like a thief. I mean, he do look... If you got a backwards hat on, you're probably a thief. But he's like, give me one good reason why you would steal a Snickers. And Bert gives the answer. The nougat. Right. And as they're driving away, they even call him, like, racist motherfuckers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he says the N-word. The hard (laughs) N-word. He does say the hard N-word, but we find out at the end... Maybe there's more to meet the eye. <laughs> yeah. But being filmed in North Carolina, this, like, the shots of the woods are pretty beautiful. It's like perfect fall. Yeah, well filmed. Uh, so after that, we get, we get everyone, you know, going to the cabin. We get, uh, you know, Jeff and Marcy fucking immediately. Right. Ryder Strong, or sorry, Paul, just kind of like <laughs> just call him Ryder in. Strong. Paul's like a way easier name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul just like busts in there without even knocking. Yeah, just who's up for a dip? Yeah, and he's kind of a douche for that. He has to know. Like he looked like he knew. Well, and then he calls him back in. Then Jeff's like, "Hey, have fun." Like, why? Why would he call him back in? Why don't you just get down to biz? Yeah, I mean, that was just Paul being goofy, I think, honestly. Because, like, that's not even in his character to be like, who's up for a dip? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, and, yo. But he also tells him to have safe sex, which is, you know, some advice he could have used later in the movie. Perhaps. But as long as you have a nice bottle of Listerine, nothing can hurt you. <laughs> um, Bert goes off to shoot squirrels because they're gay. That's yeah, that 2000. Yeah, that's, that's, those are Bert's <laughs> words, not Brandon's, all right? Right. Those are the, it's that 2002 lingo, you know? 
Yeah, and also maybe he was he's just kidding. He would shoot them if they're gay or they're straight. Right. He just hates squirrels. Maybe a little too hard. Maybe they like laid on the gay stuff a little too hard. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, because it comes up and it comes up like a few more times. It's just like it was kind of funny this time, and then the second time I was like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, easy now. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's very. It showed its age with the second one. It did. Like the, some of the dialogue in this movie definitely shows age. Um, yeah. Paul and Karen they go out to the lake for a little dip. Um, on the way there, Paul's like, "So you know, we've been, uh, you know, friends for a long time, and uh, I was just wondering if you." And she's like, "Let's race to the lake." Yeah, that's got to be like, like ter- it's got to be terrible to be a woman just like uh, in that situation yeah. where you're like, uh, right, this guy's trying to trying to get it. I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's when he should have just like took his sign. That's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little Bill Angle throwback for that's you. That's great. I think that we should talk about the sex scene because it is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's just their, you know, how sex usually goes. Uh, but it isn't, though, because she, like, flips him around like a flapjack, and, like, yeah. she fingers his asshole? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, how sex usually goes. She... You you gotta give her a turn. <laughs> but, like, a turn with what, though? She I know, she literally like, says it's my turn. But she didn't have, like, a... F- she, she didn't have like a uh, strap on that we know about. Maybe there's a mystery snap strap on we don't know. It was all hands, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, all hands. I mean, she fucking she really gets him though. He, he the, his reaction <laughs> to it. I don't even know this. This man might have been getting taken right there. This on was set. this was not his first time. Let's put it that way. Heck no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get the sex scene. We get we get uh, Jeff and Karen. They're kind of uh, they kiss. Yeah, they make out a little bit. And she's playing with him, you know. That she kisses him and then falls in the water. You know, he's like, "I thought we were kissing." And he's like, "Yeah, we were kissing, but I saw you with your shirt off, and it's nothing impressive." <laughs> no, she tells him to stop being gay. Yeah, she does. Yeah. He's like, I thought we were kissing. Do you like like me now? I mean, all right. He was like, he's kind of being gay. <laughs> <laughs> he was being just a. He was being a little too. Uh, he was. He was. He was coming on too hard, man. I mean, like, are we like dating now? <laughs> it's, it was like, weird. On, like dude. he was. He was coming on hard, but also like not hard enough. You know, he's like, is this like a date? <laughs> right. It was weird seeing Ryder Strong with his shirt off too. I'm not gonna lie. I was like off put by it. I mean, it you was know, enough. Nice to see a normal body, you know, <laughs> was, just a normal body. It was just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, not that I would be, but I wasn't digging it. <laughs> okay, I was All like, right. I feel like this man needs to be in like a, a boy meets world. Like you don't take your shirt off on boy meets world, okay? Like a little inappropriate. Yeah, not unless you have a six pack. Exactly. <laughs> like as soon as Mister Feeny took his shirt off, that's when we all knew <laughs> six pack. Exactly. Uh, but <laughs> um, Bert starts the sickest fire ever. He does, and he just walks away from it with yeah. all these dead leaves around. That's badass, though. It's like he like he must have poured like gasoline in a ring, and then just like lit a match, threw it down. Suddenly, you got a ring of fire. Right, and he has a hat. He has a backwards hat on that says "fuck you." Pretty cool. It says "f you." Uh, I don't want to be the one to tell you what that means. 
I read on uh, IMDb Facts that his shirt says ripe on a certain date, which is the date that the Olsen twins turned 18. Jesus. <laughs> just just that's horrible. A, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, he shoots the sick homeless guy from earlier who, like, his dog sprayed blood all over his face. Yeah. He, like, shoots him and then says he's going to get help and just leaves him. And then he doesn't tell anyone about it. He almost shoots him twice. I mean, but this homeless, the Henry is his name. Henry just like keeps walking towards them. Bert's giving him a warning. Like, hey, yeah, don't come any closer or else I'm going to shoot you again. That was not a BB gun, by the way. No, it wasn't. But he did shoot joke? this guy. Was it meant to be a BB gun? Or was no, like that the joke? It might still be a BB gun. Cause like, it, no, dude, that shit like blasted off like gunpowder was blasting. But this dude said he got shot. And apparently he did get shot. But he doesn't act like he got shot. Yeah, like, not at all. Like, not by a real gun. Uh, but yeah, he just, like, kind of leaves them, which is weird. You think that'd be something you'd say? Like, what? Like these are your best friends. Why wouldn't you just, like, why wouldn't you say there's, like, some crazy fucking dude out there might come, come for you? Yeah, Bert's kind of messed up. He's like, I'll go get you help, man. And then he just, like, walks up to his best friend smoking a cig, and he's just like, yeah, I just found a squirrel over there. Right. Um, then they're all, like, sitting around the campfire, and... Paul has like this really fucking crazy bowling alley story about them all getting killed by a murderer. Which is actually a true story. Did you know that? No. Yeah, it occurred in Boston in 1980. A former employee, Brian Dyer, broke in, killed four employees, bound their hands, three with handcuffs, the fourth with his belt, and bludgeoned them all with a bowling pin before shooting all of them once in the head. Three died at the scene, one died later in the hospital. Dyer was caught, sentenced to four consecutive life terms, and he died in prison in 2011. Wow, that is intense. And if you uh, could say this, how about um, the guy that, uh, that Paul says is always smiling, played by Eli Roth's brother? Adam Roth, who looks exactly like Eli Roth. Yes, who makes an appearance <laughs> with Dr. Mambo at the campfire. Yeah, Eli Roth, also in this movie, and Eli Roth's third brother, I just know because we, we're not going to be able to mention it, Gabriel Roth plays one of, the, one of the guys who is shooting one of the main characters at the end. Like one of the cops? Yeah. Okay. But if you pause, it also looks exactly like Eli Roth. So, I don't know, maybe it's triplets. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, uh, his character's awful. He has, like, a soul patch. It's terrible. Justin. Yeah, and he's just, like, they're just, like, his name's Dr. Mambo, my dog, and they're just, like, does it, do like, like he's, like, a real doctor, and it's, like, oh, he's, like, a dog-faced, <laughs> you know? Terrible. I mean, he looks sketchy as hell, like, when he's just, like, when he, he tries to invite himself to join the bonfire, and they're, like, we're kind of having a private conversation, He's like, I guess I'll just smoke all this weed by myself. Dude, he's got like fucking seven pounds on him. I know. And they're just like, all right, hey, man, I mean, share some of that good shit. And uh, the just the shot that he has when he's like, okay, yeah, I'll come by. And like his shot, like he has like the seri- serious face on. I mean, it's just, he looks like he's up to no good. I mean, we'll get to it, but what the fuck happens to this guy? <laughs> and then Karen's trying to fuck him. No. 
Yeah, Bert literally says, I think Karen's gonna fuck that guy. He, he does, but dude, there's no way Karen would fuck that guy. Dude, you don't go from Ryder Strong to Eli Roth with a soul pad. His name's Justin Grimes, or his name's Grim. And he has Grim. Yeah, it's Grim. And he's like, Yeah, it's just a nickname I got when I was competing in the X Games in Berkeley last year. Man. And she's like, Oh, I'm going to Berkeley. Oh my God, there's some tension no way dude i think grim would have sealed the deal they only wanted to hang out because of the weed dude i think grim would have sealed the deal with karen because karen is just teasing paul no way i mean it's not like she's gonna be inside the cabin talking about coming all the time with her faucet head right in like five minutes right no so next they're in the cabin talking about karen coming with her faucet head every five minutes Mm. and they're waiting for there's, there's, it's like about to storm and they're waiting for the guy to come back with all the weed uh, they get a knock at the door and guess who it is it's the sick motherfucker not Justin and like dude Bert like walks right up to the door and like pretends to not he like puts his hat down so the guy can't see him like why wouldn't you just not be at the door right but the dude has no like if you're sick maybe it's just a product of the disease Cause like no one does this, but like when you're sick and someone's telling you to stay back, you don't keep walking towards them. Oh, okay. These kids though. I mean, these kids take this shit to the extreme cause this dude goes out and he starts the running car instead of just leaving. He just sits there and waits to be attacked. Well, he's probably having a coughing fit, which he, yeah, I mean, he coughs blood all over this motherfucker. Yeah. And then, and then what do they do? Like, might have been it, a right. bit of an overreaction here. Karen goes literally in the cabin. She's like, oh my God, he's sick. We should save him. To like, you better stay back. I'm going to fucking stab you within five <laughs> minutes. I mean, but he's just walking towards people coughing blood. I mean, this man needs to respect man. people's personal space. Dude, he, it's, he, he feels like he's dying, man. I'm not saying it's half his fault, but it's kind. Of, it's definitely half his fault. Crazy. You're a victim shaming. I mean... I, you just can't do that. And he had like enough like energy to to dodge like bats. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't have enough energy to not die from being set on fire. He throws Bird off him. Yeah, he does get set on fire and his scream is kind of hilarious. It is pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, and then they all just like kind of sit there all emo like as the as the night goes by. <laughs> yeah, just kill the guy kind of emo. Yeah, and then in the morning, they decide that they all got to go out looking for help, of course. We see the homeless man dead, in, and he's in the water, dude. He's in the water. He's in the water, and we see, uh, like, a pipe going into the cab, or, you know, it's around. So if you drink in the water, you're getting infected, dude. Yeah. Makes you think. Like, why wouldn't these, mo- I don't know. I don't know if you, about you, Joe, but anytime I would go on vacation or anything, I'm all bottled, baby. It also makes you think, like, what was Paul drinking this entire time? Uh, Is Paul a secret alcoholic? I mean, that's true. I mean, he, I mean, he's distracted a lot, so. It is, like, three days, though, of him just, like, not drinking the water. <laughs> Just like coincidentally too. They don't even know it's in the water until later. Yeah. And the water, if you drink the water, it happens quick. Like it's like the next morning. Yeah. I don't know if the actual disease run like goes that fast, but that is pretty scary if it does. Yeah. Uh, so Bert and Jeff leave to go get help. They call Paul a pussy. You know, I mean, fair enough. Um, and they keep him there and he, you know, he's getting in there with Karen. He's getting some Karen time while he's there. And then uh, 
Mar- Marcy like also says that she's gonna go get help, but she like somehow goes in the opposite direction of them and then gets in a canoe somehow and then shows up at the same place <laughs> as Bert and Jeff. Or yeah, Bert and Jeff. Yeah, well first Bert and Jeff go to that pig lady. Yeah, they come to the pig lady, she's killing a pig, uh, and they're just disgusted by it. Like, what, you've never seen a pig get gutted in front of you? I mean, this lady was beating the fuck out of that pig, too. Well, it was a deceased hog. <laughs> That's what you do to a dead pig. Yeah, and then they go. They end up uh, going into her house for help, and they find out that she, the homeless guy that they killed, is her cousin. Yeah, and also the pig is diseased. All these pigs are getting the disease. Yeah, Henry was the guy who got lit on fire. Yeah, Henry's her cousin. And so, like, they, she's about to give him a ride to town. Which I feel like if they just would have, you know, played their cards right, they could have got the ride. And then be yeah, like, oh, how'd that guy uh, catch on fire they, and they, end up in the... These motherfuckers acted like the most guilty people of all time. Yeah. Yeah, they're not great. Uh, after that, we get Marcy like walking up, and we get this we get this shot just following her ass. It's literally the same shot from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Uh, but she ends up in the same house as Bert and Jeff after getting away from the pig lady, and they just all happen to be in the same house. I don't know how that's possible, but they did it. Yeah, they just kind of walked into an unoccupied house. A little little break and entering. No one's there either. Yeah, no big deal. Uh. Bert steals some beef jerky. Yeah, he's man. Bert's just like they're like I don't know, man. Just so unlikable. Yeah, I mean he's definitely he's a pain in the neck, man. And this is <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we we meet um, a police officer actually comes to the cabin. His name is Officer Winston. Right. He's Deputy like, Winston. Yeah, and he's like, "Sup, party man." <laughs> I mean, Winston apparently says party 15 times. He's all about partying. I mean, this dude is all about partying. And he's partying with underage girls. Yeah, at the end he is. But he knows where all the good parties are. I mean, you know, before he got this badge, oh, damn. He's killing it at those parties. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a, uh, there's like a little bit like, non-ethical shit going on throughout this whole movie when it comes to sex. True. Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking Paul. Yeah, Paul's kind of like doing a little bit of S.A. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Paul's like hitting it with a capital S and a capital A. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Did you know Eli Roth actually was going to play Deputy Winston himself, but then liked Giuseppe Andrews audition so much that he just let him have it? I mean, Giuseppe Andrews is pretty good. But he's just like he's just like, hey, party man! Like he doesn't—he's not doing anything. What was his audition? I don't know, but like, yeah, I like them in this movie. Yeah, he's not bad in this movie. He's just like, you're the party man. Anything you need, man. Yeah, I'll but get he sucks. Tow truck. He's, yeah, he says he's gonna get him a tow truck and all this, and he's just like, yeah, you're hitting that nice. <laughs> and then he just leaves, but the tow truck never comes, does it? And he leaves on a bike. And well, yeah, that's a bad sign. And. <laughs> Uh, there's blood all over the truck. There's blood yeah. all over the truck, and he just doesn't care. I mean, that's that's pretty funny. He's just like, they did a number on your truck, huh? He's like, yeah, we kind of. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't all him. Uh, they end up cleaning out the truck, and Karen's kind of laying down, and 
they're just like, I don't even know what's going on with her lately. <laughs> they literally say that. Who, Karen? Yeah. But Paul's like, I don't know what her problem is. <laughs> and he's like, you guys just lit someone on fire, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, Paul's just like, yeah, we made out at the lake, and now she won't even, like, yeah. touch me. God, what a bitch. <laughs> But uh, this is when Dr. Mambo comes out and we just have this dumb, stupid, I don't like this dog side plot. Like, why is this, this dog's not infected? Why the fuck is this dog all of a sudden, like, insane? Because uh, his owner's missing or dead. Come on, dog. Yeah. Like, so he's just going to eat people? Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I like think, it. I think it was a real, like, uh, police dog, too. Like, an actual, like... Uh, yeah, it was like a real life police dog, and I guess you couldn't even. Yet the crew had to hide behind the truck when, whenever it was on set. That's pretty wild. <laughs> couldn't even like make eye contact with it. I mean, dude, it is so vicious in this movie. It is. Uh, they all sit. They all like kind of sit around, and that's when we get the scene where Jeff goes in. He starts hanging. All right, he's hanging out with Karen as Bert's trying to fix the truck. And Paul's laying down, and, you know, they're still friends, all right? Yeah, Paul and uh, Karen are in bed together. And he, like, he wakes up in the middle of the night and then just starts, like, stroking her lips and rubs his hand all over her and then starts to fucking, starts to, like, rub her downstairs. Yeah, Paul literally looks over, sees an unconscious girl, and goes... I think I'm going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. This was a little weird. Not going to lie. Yeah. And then it gets weirder because he, uh, she's on her period. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he wishes. Yeah. Now she's like rotting. Yeah. She's rotting on her legs. I, it's kind of crazy. She didn't notice. I mean, this shit going fast, dude. Yeah. And it's because she was drinking water like the night before or when they were in bed together, fully clothed. He has a cup of water, which Paul gives to her. Ooh, yeah. So Paul not only kind of molested her. Both, I mean, uh, man, yeah. I mean, she seemed like she was enjoying for a second. But then, like, what happens when she wakes up and realizes she's getting rubbed down by a good friend? Very true. Um, well, they say she won't know because they end up, uh, they check all themselves. They don't get naked though. I feel like that'd be like a, they check in themselves for the disease, but I would, I would be telling motherfuckers to get naked, dude. Yeah. I'd be like, let me see your dick. Yeah. I mean, it might be on your dick. Let me look. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need to see those balls. (laughs) Yeah. Spread your cheeks. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Marcy, you're probably good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Bert. Yeah. Bert, won't you... Why don't you bend over and show it? Jeff, you're not getting away. Uh, they end up putting Karen in an outside. I don't get why they just didn't leave her in a room. She needs to go to the bathroom. I don't know why either, honestly. Because Bert starts freaking out that he calls her a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and they just throw her in like the outside in a fucking shed. Yeah. And uh, Paul goes to get help and he ends up peeping. I mean, accidentally peeping. But, like, dude, was this guy, like, how is this guy so ready with a shotgun? And and why is his wife just laying naked, putting out candles on a bed? I mean, they're about to get it on, man. We, I mean, it's technically, it's none of our business. I yeah, mean, dude, just what it is. Paul was, like, he was, like, the most uh, quiet creeper of all time. 
He's pretty quiet. I mean, he shouldn't have been creeping. Like, I mean, his 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 he was love looking, interest. He was looking for help. His dude. love interest has a rotting crotch. He just killed a man. Like, I mean, this is serious times. He should not be creeping, man. Right. Well, this is another instance though where he comes back and they're just like, "You find anything?" And he's like, "Nope." Yeah, I mean, like these, like these friends, like Joe. If we're ever in a situation like that, if you, even if you got fucked up by a creeper, I feel like you would, you would tell me that you got caught creeping, and you like ran away, and you're like, there is a guy. Like maybe if someone else approached him, yeah, or like if we all go as a group, right? Or you know, I could stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his <laughs> wife is banging, though. <laughs> I will say, but yeah. you know, like I don't get why these people are so dishonest with each other. Yeah, they have chances to get out of the situation, but they're like, yeah, they their inability don't. to manage a social situation it prevents just them from that. And then Marcy makes chili like eight times. <laughs> Marcy made chili again. Aren't you guys hungry? Well, she makes it with water, right? I don't know. I think you. I think you put a little water in the chili. I think that's why she gets infected. Hmm. Did she get infected? Because no one eats chili but her. I'm from the sure. chili. But because uh, Bert gets infected because he ends up drinking water after making a bet that he was only going to drink beer, which after right. everything, Paul says, you just lost the bet. And he literally cares about it after all this shit. Yeah. But that just means that like Jeff and uh, Paul have not drank water. Right. And this whole time, uh, the dog is like trying to eat the girl outside so they're trying to manage that and then fucking Jeff is he's like fuck this man I'm I'm gonna be getting up out of here bro which honestly seems sudden for Jeff but he has the right idea I mean he's he's been covering he's like the only one covering his mouth the entire movie true I mean we should learn from Jeff and this is where we find out that Bert he's coughing up blood right after he gets the, the car working yeah, and you think like no one, Bert. He would probably come clean. <laughs> yeah, knowing <laughs> how honest he is and doesn't yeah. steal Snickers bars. Yeah, he'd probably just go into the shed with Karen and be like, "Hey, I'll be here when you guys." He also checks his dick immediately and sees that that's where the sores are coming from. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you want to check your dick immediately? Could you imagine having flesh like shredding off your dick like a cheese grater? It's a rough one. Tough. Yeah. But uh, he just pretends everything's okay, and while they're getting Karen into the car, she just coughs blood all over everything. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, Karen's kind of the party pooper there. They should have just thrown her in the back. Yeah, she starts, like, convulsing and dying. I mean, fuck, man. Karen really gets it. Yeah, Karen's a goner. But uh, Bert... They find out that Bert's sick, because Paul's like, you don't look so good, Bert. You you all right yourself there, Bert? She's like, I don't feel so good either. Yeah. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Bert, Bert, you're scaring me. <laughs> and uh, Bert just, he drives off and I'm pretty sure Jeff leaves as well. This is where Jeff grabs all the beer and he's like, I'm, I'm out of here. Fuck all you. Yeah. I mean, Jeff, I mean, good for him, man. Uh, this is where we get the amazing scene where Marcy's just sitting there with uh, Paul and she's just like, Ah, it's so fucked up. It's like a plane crash, you know, when you just know it's all going down and you just want to grab the nearest person and fuck the shit out of them. And then Paul's like, uh, okay, let's do it. 
no condom. Nah, because she's healthy. She's healthy. Yeah, allegedly. And we see them having sex, and he, he like, grabs his hands on his... I mean, you know, when you scratch a back, but he is a little more than scratching. He's leaving imprints of his yeah. fingers. Yeah, and uh, Paul's also washing his dick with Listerine. Does that work? <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. Can you have sex with somebody who has STDs and then just, you know, pour some Listerine on it and you're good to go? I feel like it's alcohol, so yeah. He's, he does, when he pours it on, he's like, ooh. <laughs> it's probably got to be pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, Bert pulls up to the cabin where, uh, you know, the kid's sitting on the bench, of course. And there's a, there's a don't do not sit to den- uh, Dennis next. And then Dennis starts going like, pancakes, pancakes. And then just does a bunch of taekwondo. Yeah. Apparently this guy was a black belt in taekwondo and just like practiced in between sets and Eli Roth noticed it and it was just like we're putting that in the movie just yell pancakes and do some taekwondo <laughs> yeah. it'll hit and honestly it hits like, yeah, it's pretty fun cause like I mean as someone who's still like from my first watch ever I wasn't expecting this scene and when they when they gave it to us like the slow motion like jump kick I was like yeah. yes <laughs> it was I mean it it hits a particular spot yeah you know, you're just, I didn't know this was a kung fu movie. Yeah. But then this starts, this like, he, Dennis goes and bites him and then he gets infected. I mean, Dennis is probably dead. They don't ever show him. But this starts this whole weird, like, rednecks coming after Bert subplot. Well, they show him in the hospital. Bert? No, Dennis. Do they show him in the hospital? He's the one that's getting pancakes fed to him by the Easter Bunny. Oh, shit. Okay, that was a good catch. Yeah. Uh, So we cut over to Marcy and everybody, and Marcy is, you know, she's, I think she's finding out what's going down, and she knows she's infected, so she decides to take a bath. And I'd say this is probably the most iconic thing of this movie. Well, this is right before that. That's when uh, Paul dips, too. He's like, hey, Marcy, I'm going to get out of here. Don't look <laughs> been fun but all right this was probably my least part, favorite part of the movie when he goes to the he goes to the creek or the lake or whatever and he sees the dead body of the 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 homeless guy floating there so he goes down and to flip it over yeah why why he literally kills himself right here like why would you even take that chance well per the uh, per eli roth he got it from having sex with marley or marcy would it be transmitted that way? I guess. Huh. Unprotected sex. Don't do it. I mean, this definitely speeds it up, I'm sure. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, he fucking, he goes down there, the ladder breaks, and he falls right on top of the fucking body where this whole thing originated from. Yeah. Uh, so he's definitely fucked. You know, you don't want to see Sean get fucked, but you also want to see Sean from Boy Meets World turn into a fucking serial killer out of nowhere. So, But Bird do, does something pretty smart here. He like grinds his like bloody hands on a tree and draws off the the country hunters. Yeah, I mean, who cares about Bird, dog? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, this is where we get the shaving scene, which her legs did not get that bad over the time. She had to have known that they look like that. 
I mean, she was like in deep denial as she was shaving that fucking left leg. Yeah, I mean, she's all, her back's all messed up and she's just shaving away at her legs as she's pulling the flesh from them. Oof. And she looks so sad in this scene. I guess it was real sadness because um, the guy who plays Jeff kept getting eye injuries. Like he got like his eye injured like four times. <laughs> oh my eye. <laughs> so he had to go to the hospital a lot. And they had to like rearrange all their shooting. So like they ended up shooting a lot of the shit just at night. That's why the movie gets like super dark from this point forward. So the rest of the movie's like shot at midnight. So she was like in a freezing cold, um, you know, sitting in like some fake blood and shaving her legs. Also, she didn't want to show her ass when she was fucking Paul, but Eli Roth thought it was very important to get a little bit of booty in there. So they came to a, <laughs> they came to a compromise of one inch of booty has to be shown. So they taped some bed sheets, measured out one inch of booty, one inch of booty, and uh, yeah, and, and then like the ne- very next scene, she's like naked again. Did she say why she didn't want her booty to be shown? Because she didn't want to be typecast as the girl who does nude scenes. But then she got typecast out of this. And then she did two nude scenes in this movie. Anyway. Right. Well, I think after not another teen movie, you know. Right. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, She gets attacked by the dog. And then she gets eaten by a dog. Yeah, she gets eaten by a dog. But there's no way that that Paul heard her this man was all the way down by the lake oh my god i but, just realized that like her foot is just like laying there yeah Paul walks over this dog rips her apart maybe it's just easier for this dog to rip her apart but then paul opens up and he sees the dog literally eating karen yeah and then he runs there's no way he has time to grab this gun and kill this dog what do you think happens because they don't show it uh, I think he just shoots it in the head and it's it. But I'm oh. but I'm just saying like there's no way like the way the dog was moving, there's no way the way it was shot, there's just no way it ha- he has time to turn around and kill that dog. That dog would be on him in five fucking seconds. Well, I mean that dog ain't shit because it's dead now. And then he goes yeah, it is dead. Uh he goes to turn Karen over and honestly, this disturbs me. <laughs> the whole like face was yeah. just the peeled off basically her face was peeled off and all you can see is her teeth and skull and then you're you're like oh she's dead and then they show her again she's breathing and like her eyes are moving and she's making noises yeah and paul just puts her out of her misery by killing her with a shovel i mean no one asked for that maybe she was just like get me to the hospital (laughs) yeah yeah How's that ambulance coming? I think I'm starting to feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just need some vitamins and I'm going to be okay. But yeah, then Paul just smashes her. Yeah, the rednecks end up uh, coming over to the cabin because they track them there. Well, Bert, yeah, he, Bert gives Paul a fair warning. Like, the rednecks are after you. Yeah. And Bert goes out in a dumbass way. He's just sitting in a chair and goes like, good night, fucker, and just gets blown away by him. I mean, yeah, he said it like he was going to shoot him because he had the rifle. So, like, they open the door, Bert's sitting there with the rifle, like, night, fucker, and then gets shot in the head. Yeah, not that badass. Yeah. But then here's where Paul gets super badass, and he hits one of the guys in the head with a shovel, 
that guy shoots one of the other guys and then he puts a screwdriver through the big dude holding the like holding the box puts a screwdriver through his ear what was in the box ammo maybe maybe <laughs> i mean i don't know why you would need that but i don't know but he's just like struggling to open the box and then he fucking kills the, the shop owner with a stick yeah dennis doesn't even know his dad's dead wow that's pretty nuts poor dennis what about what about uh what do you say his wife's name was lorelei or something yeah it was lorelei yeah she don't even know Mm-mm. and i don't think old man caldwell even cares because at the end he's happy as can be well yeah, yeah i mean he but, probably hated that guy yeah but that guy says that he he takes care of that guy Earlier, oh, this call. Uh, he takes care of Caldwell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so after murdering everybody, Paul decides to go out by himself, and he sees a light in a cave. And who fucking knows how Eli Eli Roth's character got this way? But half of his body's over here, half of his body's over there. The flashlight's even further from both of his body parts. I think it was Dr. Mamba. Maybe. I think it's a dog turned on. But we saw that, yeah, but we saw his dog rip apart uh, Marcy and like her foot was everywhere. Like this guy's like fully intact besides like the middle of him's disconnected. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't fucking know. I mean, maybe, I mean, Dr. Mamba makes sense, but. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fun movie, all right? <laughs> yeah. Just let it go. <laughs> It's pretty gross, though. I mean, I, I think this. I think the uh, effects in this movie are pretty good. Definitely. And like, it does good by it does good with the uh, the gore in this movie. Yeah, it's a gruesome movie. And for two thousand two. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty nice. I mean, seeing this movie, you you definitely would be like, "Ooh, baby." Yeah. Back then. Right. Um, and then, uh, what? This is where Paul like steals one of the trucks. He sees that he's he sees that he's like getting the virus but then he hits a deer and the deer's flailing his fucking hooves through the window that was a scene where i felt like it was pretty unnecessary yeah because then he shoots it and just gets blood all over him i don't know like they just needed more blood i guess i mean i guess it was necessary for him to like not be able to drive away maybe but i don't know um this dude's just on an animal killing spree right now yeah, and he <laughs> he definitely is. He comes up on Winston with, at an underage party, covered in blood. Yeah. And Winston's like, sup, party man? <laughs> <laughs> Super cash. Yeah. Like, all he cares about is party. Like That's all he cares about. He doesn't care. And like, even, the, uh, even the chief, I don't know where the chief is getting this information. Oh, about the yeah, killing who, spree. Who's, who's giving him that? How does he know? Who's telling him? I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they contacted the police before they went out hunting for birds. No way. Know? Who knows? No way. Seems like a pretty tight-knit town. Yeah, well, he kills one of the guys. Doesn't he, like, hit a, one of the guys, like, uh, uh, he, like, shoves, he, like, hits one of these, these guys who's playing instruments and, like, shoots his uh, harmonica down his throat? Yeah, I mean... It's kind of psycho, man. Like, these kids are just trying to have some fun. You can't be some kids trying to have some fun. I mean, you you even have the cops on your side. 
with, yeah, with Winston. Exactly. Winston, pull your gun or something. Yeah, but Winston just lets uh, Paul hit him in the face. Yeah, Winston's still only con- uh, concerned about the parties. He's just like, you fucking idiot. You just ruined the <laughs> yeah. party, man. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and then uh, Paul ends up getting picked up by a random truck driver. And the truck driver just drops him off in front of the hospital. Doesn't even take him in or anything. Yeah, which, you know, whatever. Fair enough. And then this is where we see him getting put in the hospital. And we have that rabbit, which is, we did not correlate that with Bunny Man, okay? Yeah, but it tis the season. Yes. Uh, he's feeding pancakes to Dennis, which is crazy. Yeah, is Dennis has a fucking oxygen mask on too. I mean, I don't think Dennis is gonna make it, guys. No, Dennis ain't making that shit. And then they say, well, they try to question Paul, but Paul's just like, I don't know why they didn't question him a little bit more, cause like he was gonna answer. He was. I think that jump scare kind of gets me too and it shows him like getting ready to make out with her on the thing and it just like goes right to her eating up face. Uh, that kind of got that's a disturbing image dude. Yeah I didn't get jump scared at all in this movie. I said it kind of jump scared and I did you listen to or did you listen to this movie with uh, headphones in though? Or did you just free did you free, free uh, ear it? I, I free eared it. Uh, see like, if you have headphones in you're way more immersed. Okay, my fault. <laughs> I would have gotten jump scared. Duh. <laughs> yeah, but these people they don't uh, they don't help Paul at all. They're just like we ain't got the medicine for this one. And you're like you want to touch him? Fuck that. Yeah, there's like Cook County's his only shot, and then this like devious policeman is just like I'll take care of him. Yeah, they're just like give give him the Winston. Yeah, like, I ain't got some. I don't got any water party man, but I got a forty. <laughs> yeah, all I got is this forty. Winston survived. He doesn't drink water. Yeah, no, Winston survived because he's partying. Yeah. And then we also see, remember Jeff? He fucking comes out of the woodwork and he's covering his he's covering his face the way you should do it as we all know who went through COVID. Yeah. He comes upon the camp and he finds everyone dead and he's like, oh my God. Oh my God, I made it. Yeah, first he's sad and he's just like, but I'm alive, baby. And it, this is some serious Night of the Living Dead shit. Yeah, he's just like, I made it. It's me. It's all me. And then he gets shot up by the police. Yeah. Police just come out of nowhere and just light this man to hell. Which is kind of messed up. They should have, they should have, I mean, he wasn't sick. Yeah, I guess one of these police officers is Gabriel Roth. And then, that's pretty crazy, and then they just burn the bodies. Like, where's the regulations here? These people have families. They have, you know... Yeah, and then the police say there's one in the basement, which I guess there's a deleted scene where Paul like drags one of those uh, hicks or one of those rednecks to the basement. Didn't say hicks, right? Yeah, you probably shouldn't. But he drags one of them to the basement to do what? Just to like throw the body down there. They didn't even show that that they had a basement. I know. Huh. <laughs> Weird. But they just burn the bodies. Like, didn't one in the beginning? Didn't one of them say that their like parents or whatever is the one who got their cabin up there? I mean, this town is gonna cover up anything. How do you cover that up for the parents, though? Ah, you're trying to poke holes in cabin fever, man. Just enjoy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that. Because then, for whatever for whatever reason, Winston decides to put 
Paul dead in the fucking in the water. He doesn't know it's the water. Yeah. This is fucked up, man. He's like he's like on his fifth forty of the day. Okay, but doesn't it make sense that it would be the water? Yeah, but I mean, you're not thinking that when you're on you're fucking driving drunk. When you're on your fucking fifth forty, <laughs> okay. When you're partying, man. Like, yeah, when you're, you're, you don't even think about water. You're a party, man? Well, this is where we see those kids from, that I was talking about come with a giant gator thing. They only get their water from the goddamn creek because the fucking general store that they're at doesn't have a fucking working faucet. I mean, yeah. So they make lemonade, infect the entire town with their top of the line lemonade. <laughs> right. And then we see. The whole town's drinking it, and then we see some uh, some African Americans coming over <laughs> to the shop, and he, old man Caldwell, runs inside, and we're just like, "Oh man!" And it turns out he's pretty good friends with these. He grabs the rifle, and then he turns around. And he's like, "Look at that! Isn't that a beauty? I polished it up real good for you." Yep, and they're just like, "Thank you." Yeah. And then they all just, uh, then like the credits start to roll and we see everybody drinking the water, more people at this thing than we've seen this whole movie and the whole community gets infected. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Overall, not a bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Eli Roth's first uh, feature movie. Uh, I mean, I loved it. Brandon was trying to poke holes in that plot. Okay, dude. It was was better than any of the sequels. Okay. I mean, we'll have to watch the sequels. Maybe. If we get one email, we'll do the all the cabin fevers right in a row. Oh, don't tempt them, Joe. (laughs) I'm telling you guys. Uh, but yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you cough a few facts on me and uh, we can get up out of here. Uh, Peter Jackson stopped filming for Lord of the Rings like four times to screen this movie for the cast and crew. What? Yeah. What? A crew member named Robert Jones took home a decapitated body prop and then got pulled over by the police. And the police pointed like guns at him before they could determine that it was just rubber. That'd be pretty wild. Pretty wild. None of the main characters even die from the disease. Me and Joe get it. We kind of get involved with the police every once in a while, don't we? Uh, yeah, but you know, it's personal business. If you want to hear that, <laughs> yeah, send us an email. <laughs> uh, yeah, none of the main characters die from the disease. Uh, in the credits, the actor who plays the man in the bunny suit is listed as Will Never Tell. So it's a mystery forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one time Roger Strong decided to go for a walk in the woods and he was covered head to toe in blood. He came upon 35 schoolgirls who were on a field trip. They screamed at the sight of his blood drenched hiker and then they screamed even louder when they realized he was Sean from Boy Meets World. Really? <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, Boy Meets World's that popular back then. I don't. Do you think kids these days even know uh, Boy Meets World? Yeah, I mean, they know Girl Meets World. Doubt it. <laughs> I mean, who watched that? Damn. Who watched that shit? Um, who watched that? Come on. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that you enjoyed it on your first watch, though. I mean, it's important, you know, because not everybody can watch everything. So you got you're gonna have these holes. <laughs> Everyone's got holes, and you gotta yeah, fill them. Exactly. 
I just filled one of my holes. And that's all we got to do here. We're just filling holes, having a good time talking about movies. Yeah. Are you fact out? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, then that has been the Thanks for Waiting podcast for this week. You can send us an email at thanksforwaitingpodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead, do it. We dare you. Um, you can check us out on Amazon Music, on Spotify, on Anchor App. Um, you know, I think uh, you can just check us out. Five star us on Spotify. That'd be cool. Give us a follow. Uh, but yeah, until next time, I'd say pancakes! Pancakes! Yeah, I'm just gonna say watch this movie. It's sick. <laughs>